feel like I'm in church. Me too. And this is church. This is church. Take a seat in the pew, son. Welcome to church. <laughs> Hi guys, this church is this podcast is about church now. <laughs> <laughs> the Church Head Podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're talking about different churches. <laughs> Reviewing different sacraments. Hey, what's your favorite church? You know what I want to review today? I want to talk about different bodies of Christ. What's your favorite? <laughs> Which wafer brand is your favorite? You know, I like the sun. Okay, you like the sun. <laughs> I like the Holy Ghost. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have an argument. Yeah. <laughs> a spirited discussion. Yeah, a spirited discussion. That's what it's called. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Parahead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledore. I am Patrick McDonald. This is your podcast for all things Jimmy Buffett, including documentaries where Jimmy Buffett is featured. Yes, for maybe two minutes. He is <laughs> is is in there for a, a brief moment. It's a and it's a, it's an exciting moment. You I'll can't you that deny much. that he's in there. You can't deny that he's in there. He's part of the podcast. Part of the documentary. He's part of the podcast. He's part of the podcast. <laughs> and I'm bringing him out right now. Come on out of the bathroom, Jimmy. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy! If I just surprised you with Jimmy Buffett on this <laughs> it episode, was in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was in my bathroom. Been here for thirty minutes. Um, we are talking about the Under the Volcano documentary. Uh, came out about a month or two ago. Uh, it is about Air Studios Montserrat. Yes. This is one of our, our very rare Buffett Film Clubs today. Yeah, we don't do these that often. We don't always do these. Uh, we like to do them when they're appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's harder. Stay tuned for next week of the Finding Nemo <laughs> version of Buffett Film we Club. We shoehorn it into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, this is exciting. We watched this documentary. We were going to have the guest or the d- director of the documentary on the podcast. Yep. She unfortunately could not do it. Yes. Uh, but we are going to continue discussing this. Yes, anyways. and Patrick is going to play her for she, the rest of the yeah. episode. I've never heard her speak, but I know she's Australian. So I'm just- <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Great to see you. How are you? We're offending somebody. Yeah, we are. It's okay. We've, we've offended people years ago. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, We've been off for a few weeks. We have. We took a light hiatus, as we do sometimes. Absolutely. So <laughs> I, uh, I will say I do not feel rested. No, I don't feel rested either. <laughs> no. It wasn't a relaxing break. No, no. No, it was more of a we have to do this for a few weeks kind of break. Absolutely. Yeah, Ryan yeah. and I uh, both have started uh, jobs. I'm currently doing several jobs. Yeah. Uh-huh. I all of a sudden am doing four jobs at once. This is the life of a writer. Yes. I'm honored. Yes. It's, you're it's a you're pleasure. a busy boy. You have a whiteboard now. I have a whiteboard. Yeah. There's some projects on there. There's um, 10 projects on there right it's now. It's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So, it, But it's very exciting. Yeah. You know, uh, did, I, did I mention the Vet Clinic web series on the podcast before? Briefly. Did I talk about how I had to go watch two spangs and neutering? You did. You did. Okay, then then we're all up to speed. <laughs> okay, good. I haven't watched any more spangs and neuterings. No. But I'm keeping an eye out. Okay, good. <laughs> You're just waiting for that invite. You're not going to surprise me again. 
<laughs> I know it's coming. Um, uh, but yeah, we uh, we're happy to be back. We've missed you guys. We've gotten a couple sweet emails from people saying that they missed us, and we oh, missed you so as nice. well. So, that's so nice. So uh, nice. We're here uh, goofing around. We're still on our Friday nights, obviously on Radio Margaritaville. Yep, yep. You can check that out Friday nights from uh, seven p.m. to twelve a.m. Key West time. That's right. Uh, Friday nights with Patrick and Ryan. Uh, this past week's theme was travel songs. Travel songs. Yeah. Yes, and, and we, we don't we don't know what this <laughs> we don't next know. week's theme is. If you have themes you like for us, let us know. Please. Okay, but that's but that's a different person. Those are different people at this point. Absolutely. Do you feel like that? That that's like yeah. That's a different. That's the that's the business parrot head side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like we sit down and we work. Exactly. It's serious. Uh huh. Yeah, it's and a big deal. Here, I I just stutter through the entire <laughs> episode. <laughs> Uh, Patty, what are you listening to? Oh man, what am I listening to? Oh, geez, Louise, let me see. I, I <laughs> well, if I caught you off guard, I can tell you what I'm listening to. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Okay, you I got. Thought, something? Oh, I was gonna ask how you're doing first. Oh, how am I you doing? You jumped into what we're listening to. We didn't even get into. I did because I'm because I'm just doing. <laughs> you're just do- okay. We don't have to talk about. I'm it. just doing. Well, I um yeah no, I'm just doing. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I am uh, uh I I'm a little exhausted, but you know, I don't I for whatever reason, and I don't know if you're the same. I always get annoyed when people say I'm so tired. Yeah. I like I just get more sleep. But yeah. th- but then I'm the same way, and I'll say, "Oh, I'm so tired." It's like I should just get more sleep. Yeah. So that's how you feel right now. You feel like you're giving yourself a little bit of your own medicine. I am, yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm working my way through it. Okay. Loving the new job. Good. Loving the new job. It's very fun. I'm doing a lot of fun things. I enjoy it. Okay. Um and yeah. And it's still freaking brutally hot in Los Angeles in October. There was a second where it wasn't hot, right? There was a second. We had like three days where it was like Six, like high 60s, low 70s. Yeah. And it was perfect. And it was spooky. It was spooky. Yeah, it, it was, was foggy, cloudy. Mm-hmm. I came over one day and you had like just mist like kind of falling down the hilltops. Yeah. It was freaky. It was freaky. It was, it was weird. Good. Yeah. It was nice. So good. Well, we're caught up then. We're all caught we're up. We're ready to talk about our stuff that we talk about. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Uh, what are you listening to right now, Ryan? Oh, no, you're throwing it to me. No, no, no. Wait. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I forgot we're off, we're off the rails already. We're off the rails. Do we do ma- do we do a news first and then we talk about what we're listening we to usually? We flip flop. Okay, well then let's do let's do. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, let's do. Uh, what do you think? What do you think we should do now? Well, I'm just gonna play the song I'm listening to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Uh, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, they have a new album coming out. Okay. Uh, it's going to be called The Future, and I believe it comes out in November. Uh, the first two singles, Survivor and Love Don't, are really, really great. Really solid songs. I cannot wait for this album. I... Really enjoyed their first album. Their second album was also really good, albeit like a little bit of a departure for me. Yeah. Um, but this album feels very much like it's back to basics. Lot of funk, lot of soul, a uh, lot of R and B, blues. It's like everything you want from a Nathaniel Rayliff Night Sweats 
album. Oh, man. It sounds amazing. And I've also put myself on the email list to see when they're coming to town because I think we should go. We should go. We should Let's absolutely go. Yeah, I, I think we've listened to Survivor on here. Maybe. Uh, maybe. maybe. Do we not? We... I remember I, love I, that one. I just came in one day and I told your Alexa to play it. That's what it was. That's what it was. You were like, play Survivor. Yes. Yeah, don't. No, she didn't hear Okay, me. good. Okay, we're good. Um, <laughs> don't. Don't do it. <laughs> um, yes, I think that's what it was. Uh, we have to listen to one of these songs right now, Ryan. Yes, so I'm going to play Survivor. Okay. Because uh, that one is incredible. This was the first single. Love Don't is the second single. Both of them are great. This is Survivor from the upcoming album, The Future. Let's check it out. All right. Well, you just think that I'm some great survivor. And you just build upon the lies that carry you. Well, I don't even talk that way. See, I wanted you to stay and show me the world's a better place. And as we call to find our way, we even take the shape of something else. You think that I'm just. Oh, yeah. It's funky. Can you imagine? Yeah. Us just losing it in the stands? Just great. It's so, so much fun. The music video is really fun, too. Um, I'm a big, big fan. We love Nathaniel Rateliff here and on Radio Margarita. We're playing more of him over there, which is great. Yeah, we're trying to get him in there over there. We are. That's a little behind the scenes. We're sneaking him in. Absolutely. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, um, so, yeah, that album's going to be terrific. He's so good. I feel like. He's the kind of folk artist that, I mean, I guess we got to get him on a TikTok and then it'll make him famous. There you go. Yeah. That's the new world, unfortunately. Yes. We got to make, we got to, he has to have some sound clip that makes him popular on a TikTok that people can Did be like, me when I don't have my coffee. <laughs> oh, great, Didn't ABBA pop up on like a TikTok sample and now like all these younger kids are discovering ABBA for yeah, the first Chica time? Yeah, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Bum, 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 bum. Ba, Which, ba, like, ba, dum, bum, blew bum. my mind. <laughs> yeah, of all songs, too, Chikatita is blowing up. Right. But it's a great song. Great <laughs> it instrumental. It is a great song. But it's it's really funny. That's what happens with TikTok. But that's what happens with everything. Sure. Like when we were teenagers, we are like, have you heard of the Beatles? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, we <Yeah>. have. <laughs> you uh, dummy. I remember in third grade, I used to listen to the Beatles 1 record with my uh Oh, sure. That Brandt. was a huge one. Yeah. Yeah, because that came out when we were, like, younger. Exactly. And it was all the hits. Yep. And I remember it in order. We used to do, like, live music videos in his room to, like, yesterday. <laughs> I had like <laughs> blinking lights that would slowly fade and come back up and we did different tableaus every time the lights came back up. <laughs> now I live in LA. So watch out, parents. <laughs> <laughs> Any little sense of creativity, shut that down. Shut it down. <laughs> unless you want them living in a guest house. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember one being huge. In terms of like greatest hits album, I would say the three most important greatest hits albums in my life would be one, uh, Legend by Bob Marley. Yes. And Songs You Know by Heart. Yeah. I would say that too. Those are the three big ones that I remember a lot. Yeah, those three would be big. And then I had a Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong greatest hits album. Oh, okay. Like a duets. Let's call the holding off. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, and that was big for me. Yeah, too. huge. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Ryan, I'll tell you what I'm listening to right now. This is kind of a little deep cut. You know, every now and then on Spotify, you find random demos and stuff. You do. And this is a demo of Our House with Graham Nash and Joni Mitchell. This sounds very cool. So they it's clearly like, you know, like cutting room floor kind of stuff. It's a demo. They lived in a house together in Laurel Canyon, yep. as we've talked about. And I used to work for the people that lived in that house. And there That's was right. like Joni Mitchell's kids, like their heights were marked on the wall. And I'm like, I've lit the fire. Uh-huh. I've sat in this house. I've stood in this house. I've spent a lot of time in this house. Um, and so it's really fun to uh, listen to this music because I know exactly, I literally can see in my brain exactly where they wrote it. That's crazy. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. So let's, And I just love this because it's loose and you get to hear them kind of fuck around yeah. as well. So let's Great. give it a listen. Our house demo. I'll light the fire. You place the flowers in the bones that you bought today. Staring at the fire for hours and hours while I listen to you play your love songs all night long for me, only for me. so much isn't that sweet it it captures what's so much fun about um and i i feel like you and i kind of share in this how fun it is just to be around a creative group of people fucking around trying to figure something out oh my god it's my favorite thing in the world yes it's incredible and that's every time we like find a jimmy track that we love it's usually because there's some sort of like moment of humanity where it's like Uh being human or like you hear the dog tags yes. in the background or yep. something like that where it's like yeah you're just like you just get to hear people's brains yeah 
I just love that. There's something really great about imperfection, too. Oh, my God. It's so great. So I'm a big, big fan of that. That's from the sweet little song. Deja Vu 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. Yeah. You can find it on Spotify. Very cool. It's very cool. Very sweet. Tells you where I'm at. Yes. <laughs> and also tons of demos in here. Yeah. And outtakes. Yeah. This is a really cool looking album. I'm going to check this oh, out. Oh, yeah. We got to check that out. Wow. It's great. Um, Ryan, I we almost got a couple emails. Today. Oh, huge. And I'll get through it because uh, uh, we have some sweet, sweet emails. I Our love it. Friends. First of all, shout out to Lori Campos. Shout out. Lori Campos is an L.A. parrot head. We got an email recently that she made us some Margaritaville face masks. Yeah, huge. Huge. Thank you, Lori, and thank you for listening to us. We're going to pick them up soon. We emailed you today. Yes. So hopefully by the time this episode comes out, you've already given them to us. Yes, and we're Very wearing kind. them. Very sweet, and we're going to be wearing them, and you're going to be able to hear that. Absolutely. Because uh, you won't <laughs> understand what we're saying. <laughs> Uh, but what else is new? Uh, and this one is from one of our old pals, Brian Harkless. Okay. He said, just missed you guys. Aw. He said, no reason for the email. Just thought I'd say hi, and I'm glad you guys are killing it out there. Very sweet. <laughs> Brian. Brian may have inspired me to do tiki drinks at a Penn State tailgate this year. We'll see. Ooh. I did build a 14-hour playlist for the games last week, so there's that. Keep flying the flag, PH flying the PH flag. Uh huh. Brian sent from the my bleachers watching my daughter's hockey field hockey game. <laughs> I love it. It's pretty great. Thank Brian, you, Brian. Thank you so much, Brian. If you need any uh, recipes, you hit us up. I'll. I have. There's a zombie recipe out there that I tweaked a little bit, and I think it's better. Really? I tweaked it just a touch, Whoa. and I think it's better. So, Brian, email me. We need I'll a groglog update. What's going on? Groglog is going well. Groglog is great. Um, we are eight drinks into the Groglog, Ryan Counts House and I, uh, and it's been a blast. It's been a true joy. Okay. Um, it's really fun just going to a bar and just hanging out, and like the, the people there are really cool, really nice. Um, it, there aren't a lot of seats, so you're often sitting next to people and meeting yeah. people for the first time. Yeah, and it's been great. Good. A lot of dogs. It's it's a good wow. it's a good hang. It's Sounds fun. Like a great place. Yeah, it's really okay. Fun. Good. So eight drinks. Eight drinks in. Okay. To seventy eight. So seventy more to go. You got seventy more. Yeah, but I've got uh seventeen months to do it. So okay, good. I think you'll be able to do. I that. think so. I think you'll I can have it. 70 drinks in 18 months. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, okay. I think I got it. That's really good. Yeah. Um, our, our, we should go together, and I can record you guys as you guys get drunk. And then that I can would be drive fun. You home. Yes, I would yeah, love. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would love that. That'd be I, great. That's perfect. Okay, we're going to do that. Um, and then we got one from our, I, I would say, the Parrot Head Podcast's very own father-in-law, Doug Pajak, because we helped <laughs> yes. him figure out. So uh, I'm giving him the official title of the Parrot Head Podcast's <laughs> father-in-law. father-in-law. I love it. Uh, he said, Patrick. I've been to many Buffett shows over the years, but this year's show in Cleveland was by far the best and coldest. What a set list. The only thing lacking was the drunkenness. I think due to the weather, the tailgating was a little subdued. Uh For the first time ever, I did not see anyone puking in the parking lot, and I only saw one person completely lost wandering around after the show looking for his ride. Okay. (laughs) Bummer. Uh, This was my daughter's first Buffett show. To my surprise, she already knew all the live moves, fins to the left, salt, 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 etc. She was already a fan, but now she is a fan. Very nice. Keep up the good work. I hope the Friday gig is going well. I'm at a high school football game on Friday nights for the next few weeks, so I haven't been able to uh, listen yet. 
Uh, Might we recommend piping SiriusXM into the speakers at the Just get game? on the PA system. Yeah. And then he said, sent from my Android phone while on a Zoom call at work. They think I'm responding to a, a bigger problem at one of our facilities. Please excuse my brevity. Poor grammar and bad spelling. <laughs> the, I, I want to shout out the Paradise Podcast heads for understanding that we love a, a an funny insane signature. signature. Yeah. Yes. Very uh, nice. Really good. And there's some great photos that Doug sent of him enjoying the Cleveland concert. Oh, wow. At the Blossom Music Center. How fun. Looks like you're having a blast. And your daughter looks like she's having a blast, too. Yes, that's so great. Shout out, Doug. We love to see you're having a good time. I love that. Um, this reminds me that we need to continue my series, my 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 tailgating interviews. That's right. We should. We should do that. I. How, who has those? Do I have those? I think you have those. Okay. You need to send. Do I have? No, you have them. Okay. You send me a link. I'm sending you a link. This is right a right peek now. behind the curtain, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to edit this out. Really uh-huh. <laughs> I'll send you two of these. Okay. Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so after a little bit of negotiating and figuring this out, uh, because I forgot we were going to do this today, we're we're a little rusty, folks, but we're here. That's right, and we're that's here. Ninety percent of it is showing up, is what I tell myself, um, and what I tell people when they have to pay me. Um, <laughs> so uh, I went to Red Rocks about a month ago at this point, and uh, I did a bunch of tailgating interviews. So I found a group of people. Uh, this week's interview features a a, a brand new. Parrot head, some veteran parrot heads. I stumbled across like people that had made an entire bar, like a huge tiki bar. Oh my god! There was a giant fin, like a foam fin, on the back of someone's truck. Yeah. And so I said, I gotta talk to you guys, and they said, we gotta talk to this girl. It's her first show. She also said, like, oh, who's the cute guy? And like looked at me, and I was like, well, I'm working, lady. <laughs> and I wasn't working. I pretended like I was working. Excuse me, I am busy. <laughs> I'm holding a microphone. I can't be attractive. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I went over and I talked to them, and this is my interview with them. I love it. Let's check it out. Let's do it. Hi, what's your name? My name is April. Hi, April. And Hi. this is your first time at a Jimmy Buffett I concert. I am a virgin, yes. Wow, welcome to it. Thank Fins you. To you. Are you excited about it? I am so excited. What time did y'all get here? Uh, What time did we land? 4.30? 3.30, really? Wow, how's it been so far? Amazing. Good. This is you guys describe to me your setup because I'm blown away by it. You got a full. So we got body. a little astroturf here. We yeah, have yeah, yeah. a shark fin cooler. We mm-hmm. have a shark fin on the back of the well, truck you here. Check out the titanium. You yeah, look at the. T- it's titanium, huh? Yeah. We don't mess I around feel here. That. We yeah. don't mess around. We've got flamingos. We have. Wow. Uh, yeah, we have we have ceviche. Oh, you have ceviche. Prepared, so you guys are fancy. I was just talking to somebody who was oh, saying we that fancy. you guys are fancy. Paired heads are fancy diners. Allegedly. So Allegedly. They're supposed to be. This is my be. first time. I've, yeah, I know yeah. of Jimmy Buffett, but I've never experienced the uh, camaraderie yeah, that is the absolutely. tailgate. So absolutely. I'm here for it. And everybody else here, you guys have come to a bunch of concerts? These are veterans. These are Should veterans. Should I pass it on to veterans? Oh, yeah. Let's pass yes, it on. Pass Let me it talk to, to let's talk my, shop. My, look at his abs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love your abs. Uh, what's your name, sir? Julian. Julian, nice to meet yeah. you. I'm Patrick. Nice to um, meet you, How Patrick. many concerts have you been to? This is number six. Number six yeah. for you. That's right about yeah. me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this your first time at Red Rocks? Uh, my first, uh, second concert at Red Rocks oh, ever. Great. First time seeing Jimmy Buffett here. Nice. What so, was your yeah. first time seeing Jimmy? Uh, I don't know, 25 years ago at MGM in Vegas. Oh, no way. That yeah. was my first uh, yeah. Vegas concert. Yeah, that was the first time I went there. Yeah. What do you like so much about uh, Jimmy? Uh, just the lifestyle. I've read nice. the books. I've listened to the music. I, yeah. I subscribe to the lifestyle. Nice. So, That's yeah. awesome. So if you, is, uh, where are you guys originally from? Are you guys from I'm from here? southern New Mexico, but we okay. all live here in Colorado now. Oh, no so, way. Yeah. So it was not uh, too far for you guys to come out here. No, no. It's close to home, and this is 
a bucket list venue. Yeah, it's feel, I feel yeah. the same way. I was yeah. really excited about that as myself. Um, uh, so you guys are, are you guys paired heads throughout the year? Do you guys do paired head events other than tailgating? Some of these folks do here. I'm going to pass it over. Okay, to we're passing to it over. John. We're going. We're moving. John? You John right here? Yeah. Okay, John. first of all, can I feel this titanium fin? Sure. Okay, great. Wow, feel real it? titanium. Right? Right? <laughs> that is, wow, cold to the touch. <laughs> so what was, what, was, what was the question? This isn't are we even recording. Um, uh, uh, so how many are you? Uh, we, no, sorry, we're like talking my, about my 20th concert. Is your 20th concert. And we have an annual cheeseburger in paradise party in our backyard. No way. 150 people. Wow, 150 people. Sharkfin makes an appearance. Of course, it has to. I mean, that's why people my, are coming. My wife said to me earlier today, you would dump me for Jimmy Buffett. I'm like, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> what are you going to say? I mean, come on. I was like, well, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, let's not ever be in that situation. You know what I mean? Let's hope we don't get put in that yeah. position. Yeah. Um, uh, that, so what's uh, your favorite concert memory or experience you've had before this, which I'm sure is going to be a highlight? Boy, we've been... Probably Vegas. We had a Vegas. lot of fun in Vegas. Absolutely. Party Go to the pool like party? That. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so we much did, fun. We did that one. Um, did a lot of concerts in Denver. I never have been to Red Rocks for a concert. Yeah. It was like, I'll never see Jimmy at Red Rocks because he quit years ago yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. And when I saw this announced, I'm like, I got to be here. Huge. I don't care what it takes. I got to be here. I feel the same way. I flew out from L.A. for this. Really? Yeah, I was, I was like, could like, not miss this. Look, look at that. I mean, that's, it's incredible. I, I mean, incredible. the view. I, I, I have always seen videos of Red Rocks, and I've never been here before. You will yeah. be amazed. I'm so excited. You'll be freaking amazed. Do you have any other concerts this year you're going to? We might do Zach Brown. Nice. In the end of September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. That's great. Nice. What are you looking forward to? Anything tonight? Any songs you want to hear? Maybe some deep cuts or anything you'd be surprised by? Yes, I am a pirate. So. Oh yeah. So. Pirate looks at forty. Pirate looks at forty. I put that one astern a while back. Really? Yeah. Pirate looks at forty. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> You're passing. Maybe a pirate looks at sixty something. <laughs> <laughs> you can just fill in the age, right. however you feel. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so shout out to all my new friends that I've met. Yes, I, I want to hear more about this titanium fin. So it was not titanium is the joke. It's oh, a was huge that? foam fin. Okay. It was really foam, and they kept calling it titanium. Okay. So when I was touching it, and it was cold to the touch, it was absolutely warm foam. Yes. But it was spray-painted silver. Okay. And he brings it out at events and stuff, he said. That's amazing. Prayed at events. So, uh, yeah, they seem like they had a blast. I hope they had a good time over at the concert. Yes. Uh, they were definitely having a good time. How big was this area? I would say it was like probably 15 feet deep. Okay. Maybe 15, 20. They had a whole corner. Really? Yeah, and they really said they had an easy up, and then they had a bunch of chairs, and they good had for AstroTurf. Them. Yeah, they really set it up. Amazing. I I'm getting a lot of uh, ideas for when we go. We got to go all out one of these concerts. I know, I know. We got to like really go hard. I'm thinking spending five to $10,000. I think so, easily. <laughs> easily. <laughs> easily. So. What would be like if, if we, so like say money wasn't an option. Right. Um, what would be our, like their centerpiece was this, this bar area, right? Yeah, what yeah, would yeah. be like our centerpiece for the tailgate? A full boat a full that you boat, can walk a onto. Full, a full operational boat. <laughs> operational boat. Uh -huh. Like a yacht that you can walk into. Yes. Okay. Great. And, uh, or maybe we, we buy an old boat and we gut it and you walk inside and it's like a dance party. Ooh. 
I like yeah, that. Something yeah. like that. You know, there's lights in there. There's a good time. Yes. There's a good vibe going. Yes. I think that would be nice. Very cool. And then and then like a full spread. Uh-huh. You know? Absolutely. All sorts of food. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, that's good. So, yeah. Very, very fun. Well, we will continue to listen to more interviews from that concert. I'm looking forward That's to That's right. It. We got a couple more. One or two more. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a really fun concert. Still looking back at it. What an incredible time. Amazing. So, Amazing. Uh, yeah, we look forward to that. Um, Patrick, under the volcano. Let's talk about the reason we're here, Ryan. The reason we're here. This documentary, uh, you and I got together a couple weeks ago to watch it. That's um, right. It's uh, it's really, really well done, really well made, beautifully shot. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. A lot of incredible, like, kind of drone shots, tracking shots of Montserrat. Yes. Uh, yeah, a quick, like, uh, recap for anyone who doesn't know. Air Studios Montserrat was built by the former Beatles manager, George Martin. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, on the island of Montserrat. We all know Jimmy knows and loves that island a lot. Um and it was a studio for people. They brought in this like incredible equipment, like, yeah, state of the art equipment that like very few other studios had. And then they built this place where bands could come, escape from the entire world, record an album, and different bands went, and they had varying success. Yes, there was um a a, a lot of bands uh, like it. it they allude to in the documentary that uh, it was because of their time there that uh, Air Studios led to the breakup of the police. Yes. Um, uh, and what's interesting about Air Studios is, and I don't know if there are any other recording studios like this, but it's also a, a, a living space. Yeah, you would go and you would live there like above the studio. It was, and in the it was studio. like a resort. Like they had yeah. a chef. And yeah, there was a kitchen, yeah, and a yeah. pool. Like it was a legit, like almost vacation destination for very rich musicians. Absolutely, and this documentary is so great. I mean, you hear a lot of testimonies from the artists themselves. We talked about Jimmy. Yeah, uh, Jimmy's uh, story is really great. There is that story we talked about. This he talks about how he was in Montserrat and there was at, they were at a bar and they were going to close down. The well. I, I think the story goes that they were at this bar and they weren't used to the island lifestyle, which is much slower than things are in the mainland. So their way at the bar of taking drink orders was uh, just a very slow process. And uh, Jimmy mentioned to like one of their guides, I guess, uh, you know, like, is there any way we can pick this up? Like, you know, any way we can step up the pace here? And the guide said, like, this is just how things are on the island. So Jimmy made a joke or maybe didn't make a joke yep. <laughs> that uh, he would just buy the whole fucking bar. Yes. <laughs> and he did. He did buy the bar. He did buy the bar. And I can't find a lot of uh, information about that. Yeah. But I, I know that he I think he bought the bar. <laughs> Which is such a funny story for him to tell. Yes. Um. Uh. But yeah, it's uh. uh he he obviously wrote Volcano, that whole album when he was there. Yep. And, heavily uh, influenced. Heavily influenced, and that brings me to we're gonna go over some of the songs that were played there and created there. Uh. But they said that sometimes the island influenced these artists, and sometimes they didn't influence these artists. Mm-hmm. I want to go through some of these songs, and I want to figure out like, is there a Montserrat sound? 
Oh, okay. Is there yeah. a Montserrat vibe? Is there a Montserrat, you know, what is this city? What is this island? What is this culture bringing to these songs? Because it's some of the most popular songs of all time right. were created there yes. in the late 70s, early 80s, some even very early 90s. Yeah. So, uh, And it's interesting you bring, because there was a one producer who they interviewed for the documentary who said that uh, he could get a track from a band, a musician, whoever. He could get a track and he would be able to meant he would be able to uh, pinpoint whether or not it was recorded in Montreal just by the way it sounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting. So we got to figure that out. We got to figure we gotta that out. We got to throw one song in here that wasn't recorded in Montreal. Yes. <laughs> it's just uh, Apocalypso. <laughs> um, let's start with maybe one of the most popular songs that was uh, recorded here. Um Every little thing she does is magic. Yes, which by the police. That this is a great story. Let's give it a listen. Incredible song, great. Um, I I think you can absolutely hear uh, Montserrat in this song. Yeah, it's in the rhythm, it's in the style, it's in the cadence. And it was so different from anything the Police had done before. Yeah, like well, yes. And I want to say the Police in this to me are the stars of this documentary because yeah. they recorded them clearly. Sting and the two other guys in the Police, who's probably <laughs> are furious that I described them as that. Um, they recorded it. Their interviews completely separate from each other. They clearly are not over a lot of what was going on between them. It's very <laughs> clear that they're upset about it. Yeah. And uh, this one was the one of the guys, uh, the American guy, was like, just fucking let's do it like you want to fucking do it. Like there's a whole argument about this where yes. they were trying it different ways and slow and fast and slow and fast. And they're like, fuck it. Just fucking do it like this. And yeah. then. And then this song came out. It, it's, it almost set up like a horror movie in a way yeah. where they got there and everything was idyllic and perfect. And then I think they were there for like four or six weeks or something like that. And over the time, slowly things just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah, it was crazy. Until they broke up. Until they broke up eventually. Yeah. And uh, Instinct stayed behind. 
And that's, he did. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that's why he's on another song we'll talk about. Yes. But it's so crazy because, yeah, the island clearly influenced them and they influenced the island, but they didn't influence the island completely. No. You know, there's uh, some Elton John stories as well. Yeah. Which I love. Elton John, like, really brought it, brought the house down at the bar, at the local bar. Yep. And he loved the area. And you know what's funny about this documentary is there's those kinds of moments that I love in movies like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody where someone goes like, I'm just I'm so stressed out lately. Like, is this my real life or is this just fantasy? And then they're like, hold on a minute. That's a song. Like, that's kind of thing. Like, like just Freddie Mercury being like, I like to ride my bicycle. And they're like, hold on a minute. That's genius. <laughs> The Beatles being like, uh, "When did you get here uh, on your on your flight? Oh, I got here yesterday. yesterday. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> did you say yesterday? <laughs> I love those moments. And so, so there was funny. one here where um, uh, I guess everyone was getting sick when Elton John was recording. Yes, and everyone somebody couldn't come in, and somebody else was busy, and there was the recording. Uh, the engineer was laying uh, on the booth. He was like laying sideways, and he goes, "Well, I'm still standing." <laughs> And then he's like, that's a song. <laughs> he called Bernie Taupin and he was like, I'm still standing. That's the song. And so he recorded. <laughs> just start with a fucking title. Too. <laughs> I'm still standing. Uh, so let's listen to I'm still standing and see if we can get a Montserrat sound in oh, here. Oh, great. Okay, perfect. Because I'm still standing. I mean, that's a good one. It is a good one. But it's so funny. It's just an engineer being like, I'm still standing. <laughs> a great song it's such a good song it's a really good song do we feel like there is a similarity in vibes that one's a little bit different it's it's a little different only because uh, it, it it sounds like an elton john song yeah um every little thing she does in magic to me does not sound like a police song at least prior to that song coming out right um it does have a certain amount of lightheartedness yeah uh, that was not necessarily prevalent at this time in Elton John's career. True. It was a very kind of tumultuous time for him. True. Um, so maybe there's something to that. Uh, it does feel just a uh, a little bit brighter, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that's what you can glean from a lot of the Monster recordings, certainly in Volcano. Right. Like that album is just very, it feels very vibrant, feels very bright. Another very cool thing about the studio and about the staff that worked there is that they all became um, 
a part of these songs, these albums. Yeah. Like you mentioned the engineer was the guy that sort of spurred the at least the title for I'm still standing. Yeah. But like even the uh the chef there was a uh, a wakeboarding instructor. Uh, the windsurfer. W- windsurfer. The windsurfer Danny. Yes. He's the uh the way he danced mm-hmm. was the inspiration for the song Walk of Life by Dire Strait which which we played at the beginning. Yes. And he so you hear these little moments where these people like influence these big artists. And there there was actually uh there were songs that were recorded where people needed uh like a Chorus or extra singers or something like that, and they would bring in staff from Montserrat to record these parts. Yeah, they would. It, it's a really, really cool uh, community. I mean, it feels like an entire like literal sitcom to me. Yeah, it like does. it's so funny that it's just this little island town, and then all these big celebrities come in, and nobody knew who they were yeah. at all. Yeah. So they didn't care about them, right? Uh, and uh, you know, they're right under this volcano. An active volcano. An active volcano that could blow any minute. Yep. Um, and they were hit by a massive hurricane, which blew everything away. The Yeah, so how the, the, the story goes, uh, in 1989, I'm reading this from airstudios.com, in 1989, disaster struck when Hurricane Hugo hit the island, destroying 90% of its structures. The building and its equipment were uh, irreparably damaged and perhaps aware that recording labels wanted their stars closer to home. George Martin called it a day. Wow. His love for Montserrat never faded. And in the wake of a later devastating volcanic eruption, his fundraising efforts went a long way towards putting the island back on its feet. Whoa. Crazy. Crazy. So a, a lot of people think that uh, a volcano was the reason that Air Studios um, stopped operations, but it was the hurricane right. in 89, Hugo, that just demolished a ton. And they show footage of that. I mean, I think the big centerpiece was this incredible sound mixing board that they brought yeah. in. And so they showed that it was completely destroyed in the hurricane. Completely Which destroyed. The, the, the pool is just like gutted and like yeah. swampy, and it's terrible. It's it's terrible. It it reminds me of. Um, have you seen uh footage or photos of uh those old? I think we've talked about this. Those old Olympic villages. They're just deserted now. Yes. Yeah. 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 It reminds me of that. It is like that. I mean, it's so shocking to see the footage of that. It's and it's interesting because there were so many people that succeeded in that area it's just so interesting it's so isolated yeah do you feel like you would be able to do great work there when you were there or do you feel like you would uh not do good i uh and let's say you can you can bring bagels and you can bring bodhi then absolutely not (laughs) i can't get any work done with that Okay. Listen, watching Bodhi swim in a pool is maybe the most fun thing ever. Okay, great. And yeah, she, she swims and drinks water at the same time. Oh my god! <laughs> so you can't bring her to an island? No, absolutely. You're not, not. leaving the beach. Would and I she's get, gonna get sick. Would I get any meaning? <laughs> would I get any meaningful work done at those studios? I, I don't think so. I, I think, I think it was too like pristine. Like a lot of amazing work did get done there. Yeah. Uh. But it also seemed like it was a very tumultuous experience for a lot of people. It did seem like that. What about you? I think I would do really well there. Yeah. I love kind of like being able to be off the grid. Uh And what's crazy is you need about, for me, I need about four or five days to be like, what was going on? I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once I kind of let go of other things, I'm like, oh, I'm thriving. And I get ideas that I didn't know I had and stuff like that. 
I mean, can you imagine? Let's let's get an Air Studios Montserrat uh, Parrothead podcast recording going. We'll okay, go great. for four months. Uh-huh. <laughs> And we'll just kill each other, I think. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because uh, Air Studios is a uh, it's a collection of studios. There was a 1970 Air Studios uh, in Oxford, okay, um, which uh, was off of Park Street in uh, Oxford, England. Uh, looks very, very, very fancy. Looks like it's uh, built in this like almost like a castle. Uh, then there was Montserrat, which, as we just talked about, ended in 1989. Okay. And then in 1992, they opened Air Studios Lyndhurst, which is a legit castle. Look at this. Whoa, that's, Air that's beautiful. Lyndhurst that was uh, purchased uh, or sold in 2018, and they're looking to renovate it and continue its uh, legacy as one of the premier recording studios in the world. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So this was a collection of studios, and they all do seem like they're all uh, living spaces as well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so talking about how, you know, there were positives and negatives, uh, Duran Duran was a band that went yep. there when they were really young. They were sent there in 1983. I'm reading this from the Duran Duran wiki. Um, shout out to anyone who makes that their lifestyle. From the Parrothead <laughs> podcast to the Duran Duran wiki, we salute you. Absolutely. We know that we know the fight you have, and, and we're right there with you. Um, it said Duran Duran was sent to the Montserrat studio by EMI for several weeks in May and June of 1983 during the writing and recording of the Seven and the Dragged Tiger album. The label hoped to get more progress from the band from the parties and uh, away from the parties and distractions of Khan. But they were unhappy on the isolated island. Nick Rhodes ended up suffering from a bout of pero, paroxysmal tachycardia, rapid heartbeat, while there, and had to be airlifted to a hospital soon after the recording of the album was moved to 301 Studios in Sydney, Australia. Um, so uh, they, they didn't do well. No. And they were at the height of their fame, and they they were running around. And I, they talk about in the documentary how uh, it was weird for them to yeah. be there where nobody knew who they were and they didn't necessarily like it and they didn't gel with it. Right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what exactly was recorded there from that album, but I, I know the uh, the Reflex is one of the songs on there, on that album. Do that we listen to the, the Reflex? Let's listen to the Reflex and see if we can get any Montserrat influences. Again, this might not have been recorded there, but I think the Reflex could be there. Or is there another one on the... Well, it says the Reflex on this playlist. Okay, let's see it. So the Reflex, let's give it a listen. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I can hear it. Yes, absolutely. Around. 
I can totally hear it. Absolutely, especially compared to um, not still standing, but compared to every little thing. Yes. You can hear a very similar thing. You're also like, is this the 80s, though? <laughs> right, right. But it, it is a very specific. But also this sound, there probably is an argument that this type of sound uh, started in Montserrat and filled out the rest of the 80s, where people were chasing every little thing. People were chasing songs like The Reflex. Sure, absolutely. So it's hard to say. It's a chicken or the egg thing, potentially. There, there is also, in my opinion, there's a lot of music in the 80s that it it, it just feels manufactured in a way yeah feels a little colder yeah um something about this something about the recordings coming out of Montserrat felt looser felt a little like I said brighter yeah um so yeah I can totally hear that yeah it's it's, it's pretty amazing I mean it's so interesting to see the people that thrived there didn't thrive that thrived there uh as we talked about dire straits I know we played walk of life in the beginning we uh just to continue that story about sting sting stayed around yep and ended up on the money for nothing song yeah which is uh, a very popular song uh and that vibe is very specific it, dire, dire straits to me I can't place them as a band like they're like kind of weird southern blues but they're yeah. also pop they're yeah. all over the place they're like leonard cohen if leonard cohen did rockabilly I, like, it's like <laughs> weird they, they were never a band that i could honestly get into yeah. just because i didn't understand what what it was it's a- <laughs> I just like when I when I was like younger and I was trying and I was listening to like a bunch of older music. Yeah. Uh, my dad had this album and I tried listening to it. I was like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I can't. It's hard to attach to. Yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. I don't know why. But then there's the I want my MTV, which Sting originally sang for MTV, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so while he was there, they had him do the I want my MTV on the song, which mm-hmm. is also kind of like. Why? What's going on? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and I, of course, uh, equate it to uh, Weird Al's parody of it. Um, <laughs> right. About the Beverly Hillbillies that he had uh-huh. in the hit film UHF, which was one of my favorite films when I was a kid. <laughs> so that's hard for me to uh, detach uh-huh. from. Um, but let's listen to Money for Nothing. Let's see let's if we can it. get a Montserrat sound in Money for Nothing. Ooh, great. Okay. See if we can find this. Sounds like he just broke up with the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it in this. Like this is this is solo sting. Yes. <laughs> this is so, just him finding his own voice. coming 
You know, it's it's there's some drums in there. It's it's a drum. It's a rhythm thing, and it's a cadence thing. Yeah, I, I hear like. it a lot in the bass. Oh, interesting. I hear it a lot in the bass. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels a little looser, groovier. Some island bass. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can totally see that. That's so interesting. Yeah, you know, I uh, it's 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 gotta have been a really wonderful time. I was looking at right now. I feel like we gotta talk about our boy Jimmy. Absolutely. We got to discuss this album, Volcano, was written completely in Montserrat. Yep. Right? And recorded there. He was there for a while. It's uh, one of his most celebrated albums. It has so many hits on it. Fins, Volcano, yeah. Vol- uh, 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 Trended on a Sandbar, one of our on favorites. Sandbar, Boat Drink. Lady I Can't Explain. Yep. Um, uh, Dreamsicle. You know what's funny is that he went from Key West to. Montserrat, and we talk a lot about his Key West sound and how that changed him. But this definitely changed him too. This was the yeah. jump from Florida to the islands. Yes. And this like really to me cemented a lot for him. This is what he's writing that book about. He's writing a book coming out soon. It's a fictionalized account of recording volcano on an island. So I think a lot of those stories are going to be like this. Yeah. Uh, and about this. So uh, I, what do you think? I'm tr- I'm trying to see what might be the most. The most Montserrat Montserrat-y, yeah, and I think it might be Lady I Can't Explain. Ooh, that's a good one. Let's listen to Lady I Can't Explain and see if, there, if we can find some Montserrat sound in this song. Let's do it. Lady I Can't Explain. What could I do that's never been I'm listening to that bass. Uh-huh. There it is. Yeah, it's interesting. If I was a designer, I could do nothing finer dress you in style. But I'm a hopeless romantic still behind all these annexes, a heart full of smiles. So I'll just keep on dreaming. I think you're right. I think it's definitely in there. Absolutely. And what's interesting, too, is this album came out in 79. So it was probably recorded in 79 or maybe 78. Um, The studios didn't officially open until 79. So this (laughs) might have been one of the very first albums recorded there. He got right in there. He got right in there. It's also bonkers. In the documentary, it shows... Photos of Jimmy hanging out by the pool with George Martin. <laughs> it's crazy. And also a lot of those photos on sailboats and a lot of, I, I don't know if that documentary used photos of him on sailboats that were just generic 
Jimmy on sailboat right. photos because it literally probably is an entire stock photo selection. Yeah. Probably a Getty Images website dedicated to Jimmy uh-huh. on a boat. But I feel like a lot of those were taken in Montserrat. Yeah, a lot and of those so, classic, like old school Jimmy in his 20s and 30s. Yeah. Long yeah. curly hair, mustache. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No shirt. No shirt on a boat. <laughs> yeah. Feels like that was in Montserrat. Absolutely. Uh, and he was just having the time of his life. Yes. Because he had money at that point. He got his, He got the ability. You know, he did Margaritaville. He had his hits. He had Come Monday. And then yep. he was just having a blast with the Coral Reefers yep. down in Montserrat. And he already knew how to party. Yes. And so now he could party with money. The amount of money that flew through the music scene in the 70s and 80s. It's astounding. <laughs> insane. We're talking we're talking upwards of 5 6000. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, like hundreds of dollars a day. <laughs> At least $700 a day of on things. <laughs> they could order whatever they wanted from a restaurant. Whatever they wanted. They could rent a car if they needed to. <laughs> they could afford to rent a car. They could get they could get plane tickets probably less than a month in advance. I heard that Jimmy once bought water balloons as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that is money right that there. It's money. He bought water balloons as a joke? As a joke. He didn't even fill them up. No, he didn't no. even he threw them away. <laughs> I only buy water balloons when I'm serious. <laughs> when I'm dead serious, Ryan. oh my gosh but yeah it's really really interesting i'm looking at some of these other um songs too i feel like dreamsicle might be another one that has that monster absolutely maybe we can give that a little listen a a little sleepy listen to dreamsicle a little sleepy listen to dreamsicle get in your blankets (laughs) get in your blankets it's 95 degrees out yeah your blankets yeah yeah yeah. let's listen to dreamsicle perfect Let me tell you now, he sips, he quits, dreams a lot about sailing ships, wants to throw it all away, wants to have it back someday. Loves food, sears too, wants to win that football pool, spend it on some real good grass, disappearing all so fast. Tell my story, pain and glory Guess my occupation Free and easy, warm and breezy Overnight sensation I got house pets, clear jets Trying to learn about bassinets Oh, Miss Piggy, dance with me Let me take you to the sea Dream sick, big deal pickle. High school honey, sure were fickle. I'll be down, country hand takes me back to Alabama. You can totally hear. I I just imagine Jimmy sitting by the pool with his guitar, nobody else around, just kind of strumming this out, figuring it out. Yeah, it's it's got that kind of vibe to it. 
It does. It, it, it's like a no one's around, no judgment. I get to do what I want kind of vibe. Yes. Which I think is so important for an artist, especially at the period he was at, where you had yeah. pressure from other people to do the next Margaritaville or create the next radio hit. Exactly. And it sounds like this is the type of environment where uh, Jimmy thrived where a lot of other people might not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was already kind of in this mindset. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, he was ready to go. He was ready. He is the prime demo for this. Absolutely. And it's so good. And he created one of our favorite albums. So uh, thank you, Air Studios Montserrat. Yes, That's thank you. Uh, it's, it's, it's sad. It is no longer there. It is uh, just beyond the outskirts of places where it is safe to visit yeah. on the island. So the studio, what, whereas most, uh, not most, uh, a portion of the island has been rebuilt after the volcano erupted. Um, this portion has not. It is still run down, still dilapidated. Uh, so it's 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 very uh, very sad. But it is kind of strange to see it in these photos, just kind of still like it's yeah. it's uh, kind of contained. You know, back in the late seventies. Yeah, it's getting a little reclaimed by nature. There's some yep. stuff growing in there, and, and the roofs are falling off, and there's mm -hmm. plants inside the studio and stuff like that. And that old mixer is still in there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'd love to go there. That'd be get cool. In trouble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to sneak in. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to do it for us. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to check out the documentary, uh, it's now streaming wherever you get all your streaming stuff. So check mm -hmm. it out. Uh, highly recommend it. A lot of other great stories in there. there. There's a story about Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder doing Ebony and Ivory there. Yes. A story about the Rolling Stones uh, reuniting and doing their album there. And I believe um, that was the last album recorded there was the Stones. I think it was, yeah. yeah. So, I, and I feel like we got to go out on Volcano right now. Absolutely. And, and also, if you go to any tour with Jimmy, they he plays um, uh, the, the psych right now, like the background... Um, to when he plays Volcano is all uh, clips from Under the Volcano, the documentary. And it says uh -huh. Under the Volcano. So he's like cool. promoting it on tour right now. I love that. He's so <laughs> into it. He's so happy about it. And there's old those old photos of him and old photos of Montserrat. So yeah. definitely very, look for that. Very cool. So uh, until next time, I am Mayfair Marleybone. I'm St. Charles, Tennessee. Have, Have a great, great week. week. Meet, Meet you at the end. Bye-bye. Hello. Still got it. Nailed Come on. it. Oh, this is that Montserrat sound for sure. Oh, yeah.
Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, it happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe, believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.